We could create a whole world in the mind of the listener simply by using sound effects. Ron Wolfley. Thud, 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 thud. Boomerang. Luke Lipinski. Huh. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hour number two of the show, live from the Auction Community Studios. It is Wolf and Luke, except Kevin Ray is in for Wolf today. And uh, we're still waiting for that hour-long Wolf impression. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we should call Wolf at home and just both do a Wolf impression and see how long it takes for him to hang up on us. And be like, leave me alone, right? Hey, you on the treadmill yet? <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, wait till I see him in person. Yeah, no, it's, it, look, I, he told us the story in the pre-show meeting that day, and he was like, I think he thought he was done with the story, and I think it took four seconds into the show, and I was like, how's it going over there? Any, like, treadmill issues? And then he obviously had to tell the story. Um, <laughs> Hard Knocks airing last night, and at this point... Um, it's been a weird season. I'm sure HBO's probably like, I don't know if this is necessarily what we wanted because right. anybody that watches Hard Knocks a lot, and I, I've, I haven't watched every season, but like probably for the last seven, eight years, I've watched every season. And it's different when it's the off season, obviously, because it's a different storyline and it's not quite as intense organizationally. Like it's intense for individual players trying to make the team out of camp, but the organization's never like stressed out. Last year was their first in season with the Colts. I loved it. It didn't work out well for the Colts and that they missed the playoffs and I think that was because of hard knocks but um, but there was still more kind of like hey this is what's going on organizationally it's been a rough year for the Cardinals to the point where the first few episodes of hard knocks have just kind of been we're going to focus on individual stories which they do sometimes anyway right but now it's like 95% of the show uh, last night this is Michael Bidwell talking about Steve Keim. Yeah, it's really just one thing. You guys probably read in the news that Steve Keim is taking a health-related uh, leave of absence, and that, that we don't know how long. I think long-term he'll be fine. Uh, but in the meantime, I've asked both Quentin uh, Harris and Adrian Wilson to take over and fill his responsibilities. I've asked him to share this responsibility uh, for the foreseeable future, which is going to at least be through the end of the season. In the meantime, guys, we've got four games left, and uh, I'm as disappointed as everybody else in this room. Uh, and I know that there have been a lot of post-game remarks about let's, let's everybody lock in and let's everybody dial in. Uh, I can see who's really doing it. I can also see where sometimes people are cutting corners. You know, that really affects your play on, on Sundays. We've got to finish strong. The ominous music that they play in Hard Knocks, and I looked it up once because you know the the opening theme song's fairly famous now because they've been doing this forever. Right, uh, they've been doing it since Herm was the Chiefs head coach. So that's how long they've been doing Hard Knocks, and they're not really changing the music. I looked once, so there's like a whole soundtrack. There's like 15 different. There's like a, a score for Hard Knocks. Um, that's interesting, though. At the very end of that, Michael Bidwell addressing the team, being like, "Hey." I can tell who's cutting corners. Yeah. That's like the boss coming in and being like, uh, you know, things aren't going well here. And I'm noticing whose fault it is. Yeah. And look, it, it, it is why you will hear most players, not all, but m- most players, both current and former, will will tell you that um, it, it is an insult to the majority of them when fans go, man, I, I you know, I'd check out. No, yeah. you wouldn't. Like, if, if you've got any sense of pride, if you're a professional and you hope to stay in the league, because that's a desire for most, is to stay in the league because it's so hard to get there. Um, it's an insult to them. It, and I know I heard Zoe on earlier in the week 
Um, there are guys who, and I understand human nature, you know, you're sitting there with three wins, five wins, seven wins, and you're out of it. You've officially been eliminated. It, you know, human nature, especially going into the holidays. But as they say, the eye in the sky don't lie. And it's not just coaches who are looking at it. Michael Bidwell basically yeah. said as much right there. And it's in practice, too. It's not just the games. They, you know... Your preparation in week 15, 16, 17 on a losing team should not be any different, shouldn't be any different. Um, and that film is looked at only by the, the, the decision makers. So even on game day, maybe you perform well, but they're like, this guy checked out practice. You know, yeah, he had, you know, six tackles or had seven catches, but He's not really doing everything he can, and he's what they look at is you're setting a bad example for the young guys. Yeah, and this is also how you respond to adversity, which is now, why you won't be in our locker room next year. Well, yeah, why would they? Why would you bring somebody back unless they are just a truly amazing player and they're still putting up stats? But yeah, you know, Zoe. It's funny you bring him up because a few weeks ago, when when you could. You could tell definitively where this season was going. Not right. the like, oh, they're off to a bad start. They're two and four, you know, whatever. You could tell like, okay, this isn't going anywhere. He he had a, I thought a really good line of like, you know, regardless of what's on the line, any one of these games could be your last game. So as an NFL player, you know, just, I mean, you're going to get hurt at yep. some point playing in the NFL. It doesn't have to be career ending, but, you know, you could get hurt. You could just kind of mail it in for these last few games. And I do think, you know, on the professional level, mailing it in means not having that extra edge that Tampa Bay should feasibly have. Um, you mail it in, that might just be it. You may, the Cardinals may not want you back next year. And, you know, other teams that are asking around, they'll look at the footage. And I don't think anybody's looking at Cardinals footage this year and be like, I have to have that guy. So they're probably going to ask people around the league. And you don't want to build that bad reputation. 100%. This is, this is audition time for most of these guys. Here's J.J. Watt talking about these uh, final few games. Hey, now is about a test of how you are as a professional and how you are as a man. Okay. We're out of the playoffs and we're not where we want to be. Who are you when the shit and the cards are against you? What type of guy are you? Are you skipping lifts? Are you showing up late? Are you blowing off meetings? Or are you still doing what you need to do as a professional, as a man? Take care of your business. Be a professional, be a man, be accountable to your teammates. We're out here still trying to win football games. Cards on three, one, two, three, cards. Other thing about J.J. Watt is that is not, he's one of the few players that hasn't been hurt. Uh, And he's playing out of his mind. Yeah, and, and, you know, J.J.'s just one of those those guys that, that you've always cheered for when he came into the league. And he is one of those professional athletes that we can all look at. And yes, he's been to the postseason, but hasn't tasted the kind of like real postseason success based on his individual play and individual honors. Yeah, it doesn't even up. As good as he is, he should have more playoff success, which yeah. that's just football. You can't, it's, it's not, there's right. only so much you can and do. And it's just professional sports. It's like, you know, we love Charles Barkley. He, you know, he got to the finals, doesn't have a ring. You can say that for so many guys in so many sports, but, you know, he, he, he's one of, not the only, but he's one of those guys that you're hurt for because you know how we were talking yesterday about rehab. And the the loneliness of that. This dude's been through multiple rehabs. He's been through it here. Right. And so to see him put his body through that, come back and have the season that he has had, like, you're like, damn, I wish that could have happened for him last year. Maybe it wouldn't have changed the the complete outcome, but if he's fully healthy, maybe they don't 
have the tailspin that they had. Maybe yeah, there was a, a play point. to be made defensively that could have snapped them out of that funk. You probably and, win a playoff game because you're probably not playing the Rams in the first round. Right. I shouldn't say probably, but you have you got to remember how how good the team was last year when Watt was playing before he got hurt. And then to your point, how well he is playing right now. Like right. if you could just put his season last year. Yeah, it's um, it's it has been a crazy ride the last year and a half with this team, but. When you have J.J. Watt and you have Buda Baker, two guys that, I mean, Buda's out there playing, I would assume, still on a high ankle sprain. That Those don't heal by you playing NFL football. I don't know how defensively you can cut corners because those guys will just be standing next to you like, um, hi, I'm out here playing with a high ankle sprain. Do you think maybe you could, like, you know, kind of show up? Well, and, 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 and like, dudes like that really underscore, like, what Michael just said. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, if you're if you aren't even giving 80%, I mean, you're going to look like you're standing still yeah, that's if, true. if you're on the field with those guys. Buddha's running past you to make your tackle, and <laughs> right. he's only got one working ankle. Uh, all right, when we come back, Pro Bowl rosters have been revealed, and one deserving Cardinals player was named to the NFC starters, speaking of Buddha. Uh, we'll also get into some of the guys just around the league that were left off these teams. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke. Kevin Ray is in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, afternoons. If you're the Cardinals organization and you were leaning towards making some sort of a change with your coach or your general manager, are you less inclined to do it now because you're going to be asking a rehabbing quarterback to learn a brand new system? Do you believe that Cliff Kingsbury is the right guy to lead this franchise going forward? Regardless of Kyler's injury status, do you think he's the right guy to lead the program forward? If you think the answer is no, it doesn't matter that Kyler's injured or not. you got to make a change. Burns and Gambo, afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports, the local sports. Sports leader. All right, Basinonians. Ron Wolf Leader from my brothers over at Circa Resort and Casino Man. Oh, yeah. You love yourself a little Las Vegas, Nevada, maybe. Maybe you love sports. If you're into sports, you have to go to Circa Resort and Casino Man. You will absolutely love it right there. Make that your destination, the sports capital of Las Vegas, Nevada. That's what they like to say, man. It's football season, and what's cool about this, they've got a place over there called Stadium Swim, man. Stadium Swim, three levels, six pools, 143 foot wide, 40 foot high definition television screen, and you can watch all of the games as you're hanging out by the pool. It's one of the coolest things you're ever going to see, man. All the games will be on football, and not only that, they heat all of these pools at Circa Resort and Casino, man. Go to CircaLasVegas.com for more information. That's CircaLasVegas.com. Help Ukrainian children. Shazam this song. Scroll down Shazam. Open on YouTube. Follow the link and donate. Hey everybody, Dan Bickley here for Waltz and the start of 2023 is going to be an amazing time for sports fans in the Valley from the big game in Glendale to the Fiesta Bowl to the WM Phoenix Open and that's why it's a great time to visit Waltz, Arizona's number one TV surround sound and appliance dealer. They're a Valley institution, they are the experts and they can upgrade your viewing experience to the point where you feel like you're in the game without ever leaving the couch. Check them out, shop local, waltz.com. You've likely heard about the new rules that allow college athletes to be compensated for their name, image, and likeness, or NIL. 
The Sun Angel Collective is the preferred NIL collective of Sun Devil Athletics and is crucial to the future success of the Sun Devils. Now you can support the Sun Devil student-athletes and Great Valley charities at the same time by joining the Sun Angel Collective. The collective helps athletes get compensated for their NIL in a way that supports local causes and improves our community. Please join the collective today at sunangels.org. That's sunangels.org. Sparky Stadium Shop is now one of the Sun Devil Campus stores. They are the official stores of Arizona State University now, with three stores on the Tempe campus, as well as downtown Phoenix, Polytechnic, and West locations. They have the largest selection of exclusive ASU gear, apparel, gifts, and technology, including two Apple-authorized campus stores. Visit the Sun Devil Marketplace on College Avenue for shopping, food, and drinks before the game. Visit Sparky Stadium Shop and Team Shops in Sun Devil Stadium during the game. We have it all. Shop.thesundevils.com. This is Tim Hovick wishing all the employees of Santan Ford a very happy holiday. I'd like you to meet some of them now. My name's Kevin Dewey, used car director. I just want to say Merry Christmas to my wife Chelsea. Merry Christmas to my daughter Madison. Soy Pedro. Quiero hacer una feliz Navidad a todos los trabajadores de Santan Ford, especialmente a Tim. Feliz Navidad y muchas gracias por todo lo que ha hecho por nosotros. Gracias. Hi, this is Ryan Chapman, general sales manager of Santan. Ford. I'd just like to remind my three kids, Olivia, Luke, and Lincoln, even if you think Santa isn't watching, Dad is. Hi, this is Tim Halverson. I'm the inventory manager at Santan Ford. I want to wish a Merry Christmas to Lisa, TJ, Nick, and Cassie. I love you guys. Hi, this is Josh Dwyke. I work over in the accessory department. I want to wish a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to my family and all my Santan Ford customers. To all the employees of Santan Ford, thank you. And warmest wishes to you and your family. We are... Santan Ford. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Okay, Pro Bowl rosters announced, although it's not the Pro Bowl anymore. It's the Pro Bowl games. So we're going to have to see how that plays out. I think I'm actually more um, intrigued by the Pro Bowl games than just the actual Pro Bowl. Oh, by far. I mean, I, I think, I, th- I don't know what the, the final ratings numbers were, um, but I think just to the general Higher than they should be. <laughs> yeah. I think just the general interest via social media and the other platforms, uh, they, they finally figured out, like, if you're going to have dudes in, you know, Helmets, shoulder pads, and football pants, none of whom, you know, wore like thigh pads or knee pads, running around playing touch football. Uh, don't you think it's time to like acknowledge this isn't a real game? Yes, just call it flag football, which is what they're calling it. This right, year. right. So I'd, I'd much rather see guys, you know, compete in something outside of football because I, I think it just showcases their athleticism and overall competitiveness, you know, not on a football field. It also, and I'm sure there will still be ways to bet this, but it prevents people from betting on the Pro Bowl, which uh, people do, apparently. People were betting AFC versus NFC. When oh, there's I, yeah, n- I, not one player cares who wins, <laughs> and, and you're betting on the outcome, I'm assuming with a point spread, too. I don't know who sets the point spread for a Pro Bowl game, but they don't have to do it anymore. Buda Baker is going. It's his fourth straight Pro Bowl. He's a starter for the NFC, and then Matt Prater and Dennis Gardeck are alternates. So not really a shock that Buda's there. I think... Um, now, there was a poll question. Maybe we'll get to it a little bit later on up on Arizona Sports. But you can vote right now if, if there should be another Cardinal there. Who would it be? But 
look, if somebody had told you two days ago the Cardinals are going to get one Pro Bowler, who is it? We're all saying Buddha, right? There's not really even a discussion. And maybe J.J. Watt is in the conversation. Right. But you can't you can't send a Cardinal without sending Buddha Baker. What I found interesting is when you look at the um, the list of players that made it and then some of the guys that didn't make it, Christian McCaffrey didn't make the Pro Bowl? Is he not having a good... He's actually playing this year. Playing. He's, he's healthy. He's playing and he's throwing touchdowns and catching touchdowns and running for touchdowns. So, I guess that makes sense. That, to me, was the biggest snub by far. <clears throat> the other one I saw on a lot of these lists that is... Um, if you're a Cardinals fan, you can go ahead and earmuffs right here, okay? But uh, the one name I saw that didn't make the Pro Bowl, that people are like adamant should have made the Pro Bowl... Tyler Linderbaum, who I know a lot of Cardinals fans are like, we should have just taken him in the first round instead oh, of trading that pick away, and he's right. the center, and that's what we need now. And there's, you know, I will be honest, I didn't hate that trade as much as a lot of people did at the time because at the time it was you're you're trying to go all in on winning this year, although they weren't making moves in the offseason, but set that aside for a second. Going all in on winning this year, and DeAndre Hopkins, we found out like a day later, was suspended, so they obviously knew. But uh, Tyler Linderbaum's pretty good. Like yeah, I wouldn't mind and, having him right and, now. And I would I would expect barring a a drop off next season, he'll make it next year. It, it, it's in some respects no different than NBA Pro Bowl All-Star where guys, especially young guys who are deserving, we know this with Devin Booker, uh, will make it the next year because it's also a situation, and I, I can speak specifically to this, Tyron Smith, starting left tackle for the Cowboys. He made it last year, um, was his seventh uh, Pro Bowl. He had a good year, but he got it just, in my opinion, from from voters based on, A, the team success at that time, but also his previous installment. Kind of like a bigger body of work. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would... Yeah, I would agree with that assessment, but I like it, I, like I say, unless there is a a big drop off next year, I can see him getting tabbed as a Pro Bowler next well, season. That that right there, I mean, that specific player, and this is not going to be just by the nature of his position. One of those guys that everybody's like, oh, remember we passed. This is not, hey, we passed on Adrian Adrian Peterson for Levi Brown. It's just not, it's not going to work that way because <laughs> he's not going to go out there and put up a bunch of numbers because he's a center. But man, is he just symbolic of how this season went. You had to make a trade for a receiver. I'm assuming they figured they weren't going to be able to get Chris Olave or any of those guys there, and they couldn't. They were already gone. Um, so you went out and you got Hollywood Brown, and Hollywood Brown hasn't been bad, but he was hurt, you know, at a, at a key part of the season. But now looking back, at the time you also thought you had Rodney Hudson, and you don't. And I'm kind of assuming you're not going to have him next year. I mean, that hasn't been said, so maybe I shouldn't assume that. It'd be nice to have Tyler Linderbaum. And if we're talking about, boy, you know, he almost made the Pro Bowl this year, maybe next year. Well, he's a rookie this year. <laughs> he almost made the Pro Bowl as a rookie. That'd be nice. Well, you, and a team's offensive success, take away the skill guys, <clears throat> take away the scheme. There is a reason beyond the play of Jalen Hurts why the Eagles are so successful this season. It is their offensive line. 
same could have been said a few years ago for the Cowboys. They had the best offensive line. Wait, if you you're, say the Eagles' success isn't 100% Jalen Hurts, you're going to be hated in Philadelphia <laughs> like Micah Parsons. Well, right now, Micah's number one. I figure I'm a, I mean, yeah. a distant second. <laughs> they got to deal with him. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm I'm good. But that, that going back to your point, and I think I had filled in it at that point when might have even been that day that, that uh, they determined that Rodney Hudson was not going to come back. And that was one of the kind of harbingers of doom for this, you know, for this organization. But we had Rick Stroud on earlier talking about Tampa Bay. Their struggles started with offensive line. Yeah, and theirs started before the preseason even started. They right. lost. They lost like I think it was four of their starting five at one point were gone. Like before the season even started. Now they may have a couple of them may have come back at one point, but still. Um, yeah, you lose your offensive line, and it's one of those things where during the week people don't really talk about it because you know what are you you're talking about the right guard? But then on Sunday you're like, why can't they do anything on offense? Well, it's they like, can't run the ball. Yeah, it's like a car. Why would that be? Car doesn't have any wheels. It's never <laughs> go anywhere. Right. Um, yeah. No. It's the other thing about this, and and again, it, it's almost a painful year in review with the Cardinals when you do this. But like, when you make that trade, would they have done it? If DeAndre Hopkins wasn't suspended, and then you can even flip that forward now, DeAndre Hopkins not making the Pro Bowl, and you know he's he's been great since he came back, but he did miss six games, so nobody's surprised he didn't make the Pro Bowl. But it's it's different to to have a season where he doesn't make the Pro Bowl. That leads into the conversation that people are having now of like, is he back with this team next year? We kind of touched on it yesterday, but you know, like Dallas, for instance, with you, where they have seven guys on the Pro Bowl roster. Right. It's pretty good. That's where you want to be. Not not because of the actual Pro Bowl, but it's it's emblematic of having a good season. Right. The Cardinals have one guy. And they are built to win now. So that's it's not great, is what I'm saying. This has not been a great season. That's <laughs> the ultimate uh, thesis here. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. All right, when we come back, the NBA has a problem, and it's showing up most nights. Nobody's even playing for a lot of these teams. So how do teams build momentum with players constantly out of the lineup? We'll give you our thoughts next. It's Wolf and Luke. Kevin Ray in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Welcome back to the show. Wolf and Luke, Kevin Ray in for Wolf today. Two big Suns games coming up this weekend. Memphis tomorrow, Denver on Christmas Day. Okay, how uh, how prepared are you for... I, I want to double-check where the schedule goes. So you've got the home game tomorrow, and then you're just gone for, like, weeks right doesn't the denver game starts things off yeah it's it's 12 i think 12 days so now the denver game the 12 um, days of christmas it starts 12, on christmas <laughs> exactly uh the denver game is a nationally televised game so I, I fortunately um, get a a reprieve there. I'll do tomorrow night's game. It's a late tip-off, 8 o'clock. Then I have a 6 a.m. flight to Dallas to do Cowboys-Eagles for radio. Then I will at least get to stay in Dallas because there is no flight home Christmas Eve. 
So I'll stay in Dallas for Christmas Day. I'll fly to Memphis on Monday. Then we will do the Memphis game Tuesday. Then I'll then we go from Memphis to Washington. I believe it is. Uh-huh. This back, is great. I have the schedule. You're doing it by memory. Back back to back. Yep. Uh, and then I fly from the the team will then head to Toronto. Uh, I will head to Nashville for a Thursday night Cowboys game <laughs> from Washington. I will then have a 5:30 a.m. departure from Nashville to Toronto for a game Friday, and then I'll fly from. Right, yeah, then I'll be with the team. <laughs> to New York. To New York, yes. And then Cleveland. <laughs> and then Cleveland. By the way, Cleveland, when you talk about guys that are like dark horse MVP candidates, Donovan Mitchell's playing out He's mine. He is balling. Yeah. Yeah, so I've got uh, I've got some, some hoops, some uh, gridiron fun in there, several games. Uh, several cities. <laughs> I, I'm sitting there last night, and you can, to you know, do a degree appreciate this. I'm sitting there last night, and I've got like this checklist of things to make sure that I get ready for a trip like this. Yeah, because um, I have to have two bags, so I'll have like a big bag that I Hate give packing. To, to, oh, it's the worst. And I just unpacked. Yeah, last night <laughs> doing laundry. Um, so Jay Gaspar uh, and Denise Romero, wonderful equipment managers for the Suns. So they they are beautiful people to work with me. So I like, I've got a big bag that I will hand off to them tomorrow night because the team leaves on Saturday for Denver. Because I don't want to have to check a big bag to check in and out. So they've got my big bag. I have a kind of a weekender bag that I've got. A suit and just the essentials. For your will... side trip to Barbados in the middle of all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to squeeze off a trip to Barbados on Christmas Day. I got an Day. hour and a half in Barbados. <laughs> it was totally worth it. No, I'm just going to do a sweeping <laughs> circle around the island. Woo, that was beautiful. <laughs> your next, your next two weeks are why when we were in school and they would give us those math problems and you're like, when are we ever going to need to do this? Is like super convoluted, complicated paragraphs that I have to read math. Logistics. That's your next two weeks. <laughs> it's all paying off for. K Ray, right now. Um, all right, so for the Suns, and this is more of a it's a league wide thing, but I just kind of had this thought the other night. I know you and I have talked about this a lot, but it's it's when you're on just for ten minutes with uh, you know game day with K Ray, so we never really get to dive into it. I'm looking at the Suns, and you see a team that at one point was 15 and six, and they got going, and they were on a six game winning streak, and they had some good wins in there, and then you know kind of fell apart for a little bit, and then they come back and they win three in a row, but then they lose to Washington, and it was a game that was close late, and this is just a microcosm. Of of the NBA, but I'm just going to use that as an example, right? You beat the Clippers, you beat New Orleans, so you beat the Clippers and Mikel Bridges has a really good game. You beat New Orleans and Booker has 58, and then Booker hasn't played since. So you beat L.A., the, the Lakers anyway, by, by 26. Then you come back in a game that you're leading and you lose to the Washington Wizards. That, to me, is not something the Suns would have done even last year, where, maybe I should say especially last year, where you lead a game late against an inferior team and lose. But I think it's more of a big picture thing around the NBA. What did you say the other day? The longest winning streak in the NBA this year is seven games? Uh, 
Yeah, now the the Nets won last night, okay. so I, I believe that is now the the, the longer streak at, at eight. That's I think the it team is. that has the longest winning streak. Yeah. not not who you would have expected at the start. Well, of the year. we were talking during the break. Kevin Pelton wrote a piece on ESPN.com about the you know the, the the crazy mess that is the Western Conference. You know, last year there were three twenty plus win teams. Yeah, uh, that's not the story this season, and and it speaks to I guess the parity. But I think it also does speak to the the number of players who have been out. So I'll give you an example. So I'm on Sport Track right now, and it's a public website. You don't have to pay to get on it. Um, and I believe this is updated. So 2,348 games missed to date for injury. So quote now, injury. Some, yeah, some yeah. could argue legitimate, not a, rest list by player. Um, that's listed at 11. I think we all know that that's not a, a real... They're saying there have been 11 games missed this year around the NBA for rest? For rest. Yeah. because will be 11 tonight. Because that... Yeah. Because that's... I mean, teams will legitimately put rest. Yeah. Um, but they also know you can't do that multiple games in a row. Uh, personal list by player. So these are players, for a variety of reasons, have missed for personal reasons. Not surprisingly, Jay Crowder leads that list with 32 games, you know, having been missed. So 57 games total missed around. Look at that. Jay has more than half of them. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, 2,378, 2,348. Boy, you and I talked about, and it kind of came to a head the other night when the Suns were taking on the Lakers, who, by the way, you know, the Lakers are fighting for their playoff lives, fighting for their play-in lives. And had finally started to get some positive momentum. Yeah, I, I understand Anthony Davis is out. I understand it was a it was a back to back. You beat Washington the night before. The thing that I didn't get, and I understand that Russell Westbrook is is a veteran. You know, he is an older player, but I, I know the motor that Russ has. I know the competitor that Russell Westbrook is. I just found it very puzzling, and I'm just using him as an example because it's the most recent that I can pull from. I just found it very interesting for a team who's so desperately talking about, you know, needing to get back into the playoff picture and, and, you know, legitimize their run. Why a guy like Russell Westbrook, 45 minutes before the game, would deem himself out? Because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that, that he went to Darvin Ham and the staff and said, yeah, I can't go. Which is very un-Russell Westbrook-like, like you said. I mean, we all remember the years where he was just playing every night, and his team, whether his team was good or not, he was putting up a triple-double every night. A guy that has not ever actually gotten to win the big thing. Not like the Lakers are going to win it this year, but you said this yesterday. He was actually a part of them playing better, too, prior right. to that game. Yeah, because he had come to grips with, like, okay, the, the best role for me and this team is to accept coming off the bench. And... Their own team broadcasters were like, why is he out? Yeah. There was no injury listed post-game last night. And this is 45 minutes before tip. And this is the struggle that I think everybody, team personnel included, are, are, are dealing with with players and certainly fans. And that game, a great example. Um, yes, it was a back-to-back, uh, but I still think that... Um, a lot of fans had paid with the idea that LeBron James was going to be on the floor, 
and I kind of half joked. It's like, well, once he saw a book wasn't going to play, he's like, yeah, yeah. My, my guy's not on the floor. <laughs> I'm see, out. I'll see you next time. It that, is weird. That knee's a little creaky. <laughs> very strange when you see a game like that, and you're like, man, okay, yeah, I guess nobody's playing. Well, Chris Paul's out there. Like, what? <laughs> the one guy that we would all look and say, you know what, Chris, we understand if you're not. And he's out there in the second half of the back-to-back the next night, and it looks like he gets hurt, uh, but he's fine, as it turns out. I just... It, there's so many different ways you can go with this conversation of it's a problem for the league in the sense that, you know, you, you can't, how long can you keep selling fans a product and then not delivering that product? I firmly believe that this is, the league right now has more star power than it's had in years and years and years. I can't remember the last time the league had this much legitimate star power. I was telling you off the air yesterday, if if you just told me every team's playing tonight and all their actual players are playing there's there's maybe one or two teams where I'd be like, I, I'll pass. But any of the other ones, with League Pass, I'd be like, okay, I'll check them out for a little bit. I'll check them out. I don't necessarily need to see Charlotte, although even they have some star power I would watch. Yeah, or Orlando. I mean, yeah. Orlando beat the Suns, but Orlando's got some they have Paolo in fabulous young pieces. I mean, Bull Bull is, is He's a, having a crazy year all of a sudden. He's a sight to behold. And... It, it is, and the fact that Adam Silver brought this up in the in the NBA preseason meetings will tell you, like he brought it up. Yeah, they see it as an issue. So too. it it is on the radar. Um, there is a new media deal on the very near horizon. So I do believe it's something that they are going to have to try and figure out. Because you can't have situations like what occurred in Miami, I think it was a week or two weeks ago, when all of a sudden seven dudes showed up on, you know, not not, not available for the game that night. Yeah. And the team was fined like chump change. Like, so until you start putting real teeth into a fine for, for false reporting and for guys who are just simply resting because they, they don't want to play because it's a back-to-back, you know, people will say, well, we'll stop scheduling back-to-backs. Look, you got the NHL who's looking at playing, and I know it's not a big, but they're they're talking about eighty four games versus eighty two. I don't know why, but yes, NHL games and travel are the the games themselves are far more physical than an NBA game, and I get there is a physical toll, but the medical and technological advances, the travel advances, the hotel advances that players today have versus even fifteen years ago is light years ahead, yet you're seeing more and more players sit out. And, and I often will talk to the, to the old school guys, and I know they come off as, you know, the, the get-off-my-lawn type, but, but these are highly respected guys who the idea of sitting out, and I will say this about the Suns, and, and, and I feel like I'm not saying it because I'm the TV guy and I've got blinders on, but I, I do think that it is one of the reasons why Monty and James select the players that they select because mm-hmm. they love the game. Yeah, the idea of just sitting to sit, and it's why Chris, you know, Kellen was on with the guys this morning. He's like, "Yeah, Chris should sit, but he's not going but to. He's not going to. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's that sums up Chris right there. No, we can get back into this in a little bit because there are, like I said, I mean, how do you how do you implement anything? How do you how do you tell a team their guy isn't hurt when they're saying he is? I mean, there's so many different ways you can, like I said, go with this, but it's they can't just allow it to keep being normalized like this because it's only going to get worse. Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, Red Hot Chili Peppers, are heading to State Farm Stadium. 
Saturday, May 14th with the Strokes. Tickets are on sale now, but you can win a pair of tickets by heading to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com. Coming up, a Week 16 edition of Fulcrum Football, the most important or pivotal players in the Cardinals-Buccaneers game. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke, Kevin Ray, and for Wolf and Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona's Sports. It's part of the NFL. It's not easy. It's not easy to win in the NFL. Everybody want to win. Who or what is the tipping point? That's going to be key to our success. This is Fulcrum Football with Wolf and Luke. All right, week 16 edition of Fulcrum Football. Kevin Ray will be making the picks. These aren't picks for Wolf. These are your picks. I will tell you this, though, K-Ray, and this is how Fulcrum football works, in case anybody still hasn't heard it before. It is just we're picking. We're just going back and forth. Quick draft. There's no set number of rounds. There's really no rules except um, you're picking the players from the Cardinals-Buccaneers game that are most likely to impact the game one way or the other. You can pick a guy if you think somebody's going to have a terrible game and swing it the other way. Just who's most likely to decide the outcome of the game on Sunday. But I will say this to you specifically, K-Ray. You are here at a tough time to pick these games. Like <laughs> earlier this season, some of these games are like, boy, you know, we're going to do five rounds, and there's like thirty players I want to pick. Right. Good luck today. <laughs> All right, it's time for the coin flip. <laughs> oh, look, you won. Oh, you get to pick first. How about that? This is big. Uh, the the fill in guy gets to go first. Off to a great uh, start. Now, do I defer to, defer to the second half? Oh no, wait a minute. That's, uh, okay, let me take my metaphorical hat, pull it down tightly over my brow. We can get it. It's in the other room. Get my glasses. Oh yeah, basin <laughs> audience. Wow, this give me the Pro Bowler Buddha Baker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are also sound effects after every pick. That's uh, <laughs> normally you have to explain the pick. I don't think you have to explain the Buddha Baker pick. Right. Uh, how long did you work with Wolf? Because that's that's you. You've got the cadence <laughs> down pretty well, right there. Wolf and I did well as he worked with. Gosh, several years, but we did morning radio for two. Yeah, okay. two. It took them that long to realize we needed to be separated. <laughs> <laughs> like two kids in the back of class that won't stop talking. Yeah, like, a little bit. To put these guys somewhere else. Two, two of the uh, two, two of the best years of uh, of my life, and then yeah, then I ended up doing middays. Uh, solo after, and so he stayed in the morning, and I think that's when, I think it was him and Pauly and somebody else jumped in there. Yeah. So, it, but it was it was two years. So you so then okay. working so to, together like in the same station for for several. Uh, boy, I tell you, you took Buddha. <laughs> now it's, it's getting really thin after one pick of this draft. Uh, I'll stick with the Cardinals. I'll stick with defense uh, for many reasons. He's going to impact this game. I'll go with JJ Watt. Da, 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 da. Need to hear that sound. Oh, I like this. New. Um, look, JJ, yeah, I'll go JJ for the fact that he's coming off a three-sack game, the impact he is having on some of these other younger players for reasons we were talking about earlier. If you are a guy on this team that's like, boy, I'm, you know, I'm hitting the rookie wall or I'm in my second or third year, but there's no point. You know, if you're if you're Isaiah Simmons, every game you played in the NFL before this season or were a part of, there was playoff implications because the Cardinals came down to the last game his first year and made the playoffs the second year, right? This year it's like, okay, you know, we've been done for a while, but there's no way, I believe, on that defense to check out with J.J. Watt and Buda Baker looking over your shoulder. Right. Yeah. Good selection there. Um, 
I'm going to go and stay defense, but I'll flip it to the other side of the uh, the ball with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Trace McSorley, you might want to familiarize yourself with a guy named Levante David. Yeah. Could be close personal friends by... Uh, Night's end. It feels like Levante David's been playing forever. He does, and he's right. just like the, just consistent every single year. Man, Tampa Bay is bad. Just to, to kind of refresh and put this in perspective for everybody, if you haven't really been paying that much attention to the Buccaneers, and I don't blame you, they have two more wins than the Cardinals. They're going to host a playoff game because of the division they're in. But think of how bad it is for the Cardinals. Would you really feel that much better if the Cardinals had two more wins right now? I think you'd feel a little bit better. But two more wins should not be, hey, hosting a playoff game. And that's where Tampa Bay is. Where we're at. That's where we're at. Uh, I guess I will take... Wow, this really is the toughest it's been. I will take... Um, God, they don't have any receivers. You know what? I'm just going back to the Cardinals. The Cardinals may actually have better players in this game if you take the quarterbacks out. I'll go with DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Is that the sound that Wolf's head made when he bounced off the treadmill? <laughs> That's just been the sound effect for everything on, on all the shows from now on. All right, I took Hopkins. That should be part of a trivia question. What does that sound stem from? <laughs> what, what, what is wow. that supposed to be? And this Tampa Bay, I'm... Yeah, I don't even know. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers stats I have pulled up, they're bad, but these are not from the right year. It says 2022, and I'm pretty sure this is 2002. No, they were good in 2002. I think this is 2012. I don't know what this is because the list of, of stats I was looking at for this year, is uh, this is not legit. All right, it's your pick. Um, all right, I'll stay with Tampa, and I'll go Mike Evans. Let's go! No explanation needed. That that was going to be my next pick. Yeah, Mike, Mike Evans. Just if, if Brady does get time, and and I, I've always loved Mike Evans, but you know his play has been spotty and sporadic, like the rest of the team. But it's still a guy that has big play capabilities. And if Brady does have time, that's the dude that will make it for him. I got to show you this list I pulled up of Buccaneers players. Right, like I have their depth chart. Right, the stats. I don't know what this website's doing. None of these guys play in the NFL. I don't know if this is supposed to be like, hey, the Buccaneers are so bad that let's see if anybody notices. Like, they have the stat leader in each category across the top. So it says, okay, Brady, Leonard Fournette's leading the team with 568 rushing yards. Well, Mike Evans, Devin White leading in tackles. But when you go to look at the actual stats, none of these guys are on the team. It's very strange. It's like those old video games. They didn't have the players' names rights. Right. So it's like Tim Brody, that quarterback. Like it's, And this is a major... Outlet. I'm reading the, I don't know what happened to their their website. They've lost interest heading into the holidays too. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just like I, I, I. It would be great if they were like, no, that was just to see if anybody noticed with how bad Tampa Bay has been. Uh, all right, I got to take a Buccaneer. Um, I'll go with Devin White. If Peter you're gonna Bay's- eat, you will excrete. <laughs> Is it the last day of school before the holidays? It sure feels like <laughs> right. 
Um, yeah, I'll take Devin White. He's good. I mean, I would have taken Vita Vey, but he's not necessarily playing. Um, maybe he should have been the first pick. If he plays, he'll probably swing the game. If he doesn't play, maybe he'll swing the game the other way. All right, we're going to stop after three rounds. And K-Ray, you have the distinction of being involved with the most difficult fulcrum football draft ever. It was a struggle getting through three rounds, wasn't it? Right. And 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 the way we tried to explain like the last couple. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, just because. Yeah, why not? <laughs> he was good two years ago. And uh, lest you forget, one of these two teams that you see on Sunday night is hosting a playoff game. Alright, the 2022 college football playoff semifinal is coming to State Farm Stadium December 31st. It features number two Michigan and number three TCU. They will square off for the first time ever in the Verbo Fiesta Bowl. So head to the contest page now on ArizonaSports.com for your chance to win a pair of tickets. We come back, we'll get you caught up with all the biggest stories of the day. Wolfing Down Your Lunch is next. It's Wolf and Luke, Kevin Ray, in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.